0: Hope you're ready, because it's time for Video Game Rewind. Oh, yeah. And now, here's your hosts, Tim and Jacob. And Gary. Go ahead, get the show started.
1: Well, thank you, Duke Nukem. Welcome to Video Game Rewind. We are back. And, of course, my name is Tim Adele. I am one of the hosts here. Please follow me online. It's at Saturday
2: Rewind. Or you can follow me at... At Tim the Tune Man. And I'm the other host bringing those smooth sounds of the 70s sh- straight to your ear canal. Ew. Oh, is that not this? Oh, no, this is a video game rewind. Sorry, I was confused. I'm that other guy, uh, Jake Ruble. You can find me wherever you find people, um, back alleys, anywhere like that, Indiana Ruble.
0: And I am the one that Duke Nukem does not introduce. I am Gary. You can find me at SMR Gary on Twitter and Instagram
1: but would you really want Duke Nukem as a friend no you know, would yeah. you want him to know your name I don't think you really would <laughs> I would I
2: mean I'm well, just of course you. I'm into it of
1: course you would of course Okay. so I want to quick give a quick thanks to our Patreon supporters for the month of October so thank you so much Mike Clemens Gemma Bright, Tori Garvin, Q40er and TNT Life of course your name can be mentioned right there too uh, donations start at only two bucks a month and it really does help us out Go to SaturdayMorningRewind.com and then click on the donation tab. You'll find all the details right there. And while you're on the website, go over to the About Us section because we just filled out this brand new questionnaire listing our favorite childhood toys, our favorite childhood, even cereals even, and our cartoons, video games, all that jazz. And we have brand new avatars being displayed on the website. And Jacob's going to tell you all about those right now
2: yeah before i tell you about that i would like everyone to know that i was under the impression we were limiting it to 10 no uh, Subs- <laughs> so, no i said so many I, times I,
1: I, <laughs> how many times did i say that i'm going to list as many as i want and you have to list 10
2: okay uh that's <laughs> the problem with sarcasm that's all i'm saying <laughs> no one knew you were serious <laughs> <laughs> okay, so getting back to the, the amazing avatars that made each one of us look way cooler than we really are in real life, sure. uh, a good friend of ours, uh, Tammy Doyle, actually put those together. You could find their stuff pretty much anywhere online. If you go to Relentless Artist, um, there's an ArtStation.com slash Relentless Artist. You can check out. You can also do uh, check out their Patreon at the Patreon.com slash Relentless Artist. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, pretty much everywhere and definitely uh reach out to them if you have any anything you need done because it was i literally made a facebook post and said that we were looking for some avatars and within two days we had all of ours done and looking amazing
1: yeah no they're they're pretty epic i i I honestly i get worried when somebody says hey i have a friend that does this do you mind if they do this and it's like sure yeah that's gonna look great on the website a friend of yours is going to draw something but no I, w- I was happy to put those on immediately after she'd made them because they're pretty epic
2: yeah absolutely I was and I knew that they did great work and everything but like once I had it it was just like oh wow this is really yep. really cool and I have to lose weight now to look like my avatar <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think it looks just like me I don't know what you're talking about
2: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: So go check that out. Go to everyone, com, And yeah, I need to actually put their link on that page so they can click to the link from the page. I'm going to do that. So by the time this episode's up, just go ahead and click on the link and you'll go straight to their page. <laughs> and also, I want to give a quick plug to my YouTube videos. Please go over there and follow me on YouTube. Just type in my name, Tim Nidell. You'll find me. It's called That 80s Kid, Tim Nadell. If you like 80s and 90s stuff, you're going to love the videos. I do a lot of convention videos. I do some um, unboxing videos of old retro toys from the 80s and 90s. I think you guys are going to love it. So just type in my name, Tim Nadell. And also, our fellows here just opened up some recent YouTube channels as well. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Jacob, tell everybody about your YouTube channel you just opened up.
2: Yeah, so I just started a YouTube channel. Again, you can find it, Indiana Ruble. I do stand-up, so it's actually um, one of my first sets at a comedy club uh, that I just posted. It's on my Facebook as well. Um, I posted it, within a couple days, it had over 2,000 views, so I guess I'm funny. Um, That was kind of cool. But yeah, my YouTube channel, if you just look up Indiana Ruble, it should pop up. I'm the guy who looks like a hippie. So there you go. There you go.
1: And Gary, tell everybody about your, your
0: your recent venture into YouTube. Yeah, from podcaster to YouTuber, I suppose. I'm doing videos of all sorts of things. It's called Gary says some things because my focus is too wide and too unfocused. My focus is unfocused, and uh, and so I'm I'm doing all sorts of things from trying different food items to videos of me. Traveling to Philadelphia. That one's coming out this week. And that one's my first actual vlog.
1: Nice.
0: uh, I'm excited to get out there. So we'll see how it goes. I I'm, I'm growing as I'm doing this. So be patient with me, but uh, yeah, lots of cool stuff to be seen. Uh, Gary said some things on YouTube.
1: And again, all of our links can be found on our website. Saturday morning. We went on the about us section. You'll find our Twitter, our Instagram and our YouTube channels. Links all right there. So you will not miss out, and I guarantee you're going to love all three of them. Mm. Well, mm. you know. Two out
2: of three. Two out of three. You decide.
1: <laughs> maybe. Maybe. out of three ain't bad. Don't be bitter. Don't hate me, okay? <laughs> one one I more. Hope, I
2: hope no one hates you. You're the captain of this ship. <laughs> one more quick. Me, me and Gary could die. You have to live on, my man.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> One more quick thing. I need to keep talking about the retro pop culture convention coming up November 8th through the 10th. Exciting news that I officially am on board. I signed the official paperwork this morning saying I'm going to be there and I'm obligated to be there now, which is awesome. So look <laughs> for me there. I'll be hosting some events. I'll have my own table. Um, again, it's in Reno, Nevada, November 8th through the 10th, and they have some amazing Guess, I'm very excited because really it's it's the first time ever in Reno. And when you think of a first time convention, you think of some smaller tier celebrities, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they just announced a couple of days ago Jodie Benson, the voice of Ariel, is going to be there. And if you guys know me, you know how much I, I love Ariel. So I'm super excited to finally meet her. Linda Larkin's going to be there. Of course, she's Jasmine, Tara Strong, Val Kilmer's going to be there. We have voice actors from the original Muppet Babies is going to be there. Brian Cummings, friend of the show, is going to be there. Kenny James, who is Bowser. Uh, Ray Park from Star Wars. Uh, the voice of Mario is going to be there. It's an amazing list of celebrities that are going to be there. And, of course, I'm going to be there as well. So hopefully I can see some of you there. I know Reno's not the closest, you know, biggest city. But hopefully somebody listening can meet up with me. It would be epic.
2: I don't know why you would say that because it's a pretty big city we have a lot of listeners so i guarantee there's at least 15 people close to that city that want to go that is true
0: undeniable logic
1: (laughs) and it's It's, my home it's It's my home it's my hometown so i at least i'm gonna see friends of mine who who kind of care about me so that's exciting
2: oh oh it's your hometown yeah no one's showing up never mind i forgot (laughs)
1: <laughs> All right, let's let's talk about some retro video games, shall we?
0: Yeah. So last time,
1: the last time we got together, we talked about some games, and <laughs> we're gonna do that again. If you like that transition? That's a pretty good transition, right?
0: <laughs> that was fantastic.
2: Dude, uh, uh, last time on Video Game Rewind, <laughs> we listened to some games,
1: <laughs> and we'll see you guys next time with more games. Yes. <laughs> So if you are new to our format, we talk about retro video games, and then we also pick about we also pick games we're going to talk about next episode, and so we did that. So Jacob, why don't you start off with the game you picked out last time?
2: Well, uh, Tim, it's funny you should say that, because the game that I picked was, um, Gary, why don't you talk about the game you picked first?
0: <laughs> okay. So I picked Darkwing Duck, because it's been a while since we've talked about a Capcom Disney game on the show. Of course, we never talk about Disney things. No, we don't. Um, Least of all in the Cartoon Talk podcast. So, I figured it was enough time. It was time to stop ignoring the Disney franchise and talk about Darkwing Duck for the NES, which is probably the least popular of all the games between Nintendo and Capcom. But it's also probably my favorite. That's hard to say though because DuckTales is amazing. But this is this combines my love of side-scrolling shooters like Mega Man and you know characters that i love from the tv and that's probably why i loved it so much as a kid and it just plays really easy too it's like mega man that's not too complicated
1: well i i was so i played it i've played it years ago but Mm -hmm. i played it recently on the xbox one because they released that disney afternoon collection i think it was april 2017 Mm -hmm. and it took me a while because there's so many. I thought it was kind of complicated going between the like the the plunger like arrow that would stick to the wall, and I don't know, I was having a hard time with it. But I do think that retro video games are harder nowadays, and I think my mind is just so set to modern day video games.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and the controls aren't terribly clear on the game either. Exactly. So yeah,
1: it's more confusing. Yeah, that was my problem. I think trying to figure out the controls without having the instructions. mm Hmm. So, but if was, what's...
2: Though, Also, if we're playing retro games on newer consoles, the controls are going to be different anyway. So true. even though true. PlayStation or Xbox controller may feel better, I feel like going back to using the original controllers is always the best way to do it, if you have the availability to do so.
0: I agree. I, I would have, but Darkwing Duck's like 50 bucks. Yeah, it's not cheap. I have it on Nintendo as well as the Game Boy port, which is pretty much the exact same game, just with, you know, it's harder on the eyes. And, uh, but it's, it, I remember being able, you know, really excited about being able to transport it around as a kid. This game was also released on the TurboGrafx 16. It's a completely different game. And I've been trying forever to play that, but Graphics games are extremely expensive and the consoles are even more so. And I finally was able to find a working TurboGrafx emulator and I played the game and it is horrible. <laughs> So apparently, within the past couple of years, I don't have an exact date, Aaron Sparrow, James Silvani, and the game publisher head Cannon were trying to make a sequel to this game with the original voice cast, as, as many of them as they could get, and several other things. And it was going to be a spiritual successor like the DuckTales Remastered was. So it was going to have the same looking sprites with you know an up- updated background and a- an actual storyline. But I don't think it was going to be a continuation or a retelling of the original game. I nope. think it was going to be an all-new game.
1: It was gonna be a game that takes place after the TV series and before their comic books.
0: That's right, yeah. And there, there is some raw footage out there of it, and it looks really cool.
1: No, I I was watching it earlier, and I mean, it looks like James Savani's work. I mean, Darkwing Duck's a little shorter, you know. He kind of. Draws them a little differently than the the cartoon series. And it had a very cool look. And I actually pulled some audio, which I think is just audio music from the original video game itself that they put for this. Because the video they created wasn't the final version. You know what I mean? It's right. what they were presenting to Capcom to create the video game. So here's some audio from that. Right, there's the audio from that, and here's the audio from the original NES version which we're talking about, which was released on June of
0: 1992.
1: Yeah, I think they're just the same music, honestly. I think they use, I, I'm sure it would have changed if the game would have gone through.
0: Yeah, and I, I wish that it had of, maybe somewhere someone will pick it up, because I'm, I'm sure there's an interest in it, I just don't know how you know big the interest actually
1: yeah, is. no i i mean go look it up everybody go look on, on youtube actually I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes of this if you just go to our website i'll put a link just go to saturday we rewind and go to this episode and i'll you'll find the link right there so
0: I, that's really all i've got what about
1: you, what temp? do you what do you remember from your childhood of this game gary
0: uh just just what I said that it played like a Mega Man game and I loved the Mega Man games as a kid. Yeah. And to to be able to be Darkwing Duck and basically play a side scrolling shooter was just the coolest thing in the world to me. Yeah,
1: and it, like I said it came out in 1992. How old were you guys in 1992?
0: Uh I'm trying to think. I I was 5, I
2: believe. Okay. 5 or 6. Okay,
1: so yeah. you could have been you were playing it then. Okay, wow. I always forget how much older of a have a grandpa compared to you guys.
0: hmm
2: yeah. yeah. I was I mean it's accurate. That's a very accurate description of how this friendship works.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I told my wife I'm gonna go upstairs and podcast with grandpa Tim.
2: Yeah. I said uh... hey, I said, Everybody be quiet. I said, I gotta I gotta make sure I can hear Pappy when he's speaking, so that's all <laughs> so true. That's all for Just
1: get off my lawn, guys. Stop talking, please.
2: <laughs> My, my you know, throat's like raspy. Get my cyber lawn.
0: <laughs> my throat's a little raspy. Have you got any hard candies? <laughs> yeah, let me get. I got. Let me get
1: the. Oh, here's some Ben Gay. Wait. All right. <laughs> hey, me, hey
2: Pat, can you tell us about the Great War? You know, against Sega, Nintendo.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, you do not want to hear that, kid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that's, that's a lot of good men out there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I loved this game as a kid. i've Primarily because I, I, I love Darkwing Duck. Honestly, he's one of my favorite all time cartoon characters. Um I you listed this as possibly your first favorite of the Capcom Disney games. It's probably my third favorite, but it's not anything bad about the game. It's a great game. Right. I just think DuckTales and Rescue Rangers is, is a lot better.
0: I don't know. Rescue Rangers may be equal. Yeah, that's kind of where I fall too. Yeah. It's I mean, clearly DuckTales is the best. Yeah. But Darkwing Duck is maybe my favorite. I guess that's kind of how I would swing that. Yeah. No,
1: it's it's a great game. It's a very in-depth. It kind of it reminds me of the DuckTales game, just not done better. Maybe it is done better. I don't know.
0: <laughs> but, right. you
1: know, because you have Launchpad, fine your round, you can pick what level you want to start at. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the villains are epic. Yeah which uh what's that one villain he was super short then he grows it's like a Jekyll on high type of a thing
0: i think his name is Ware duck and okay. i believe he was exclusive to this game yeah, i, I don't think, think he was i don't think i up.
1: remembered him from any of the series at all which he was a cool character I, it'd be cool. cool it'd be cool to see him in the
0: future dark thing yeah i think they actually used him in the comics maybe okay. they brought him back as yeah. a that's reference aw- kind of thing
1: that's awesome Jacob, are you ready to talk about your video game?
2: Oh, yeah. I have a video game to discuss, don't I? Well. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I I am. And I'll get, probably get a lot of guff for this. So the game that I chose was uh, Ninja Gaiden is how you pronounce it. Although all of us, I'm sure, (laughs) called it Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. I mean, I've heard so many different ways. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that the majority of us growing up called it Ninja Gaiden. But it's... I believe the proper way of saying it is Ninja Gaiden, um, but this game it came out in the U.S. in '89. I believe it came out in Japan, I think the year prior, so '88 probably. But it came out here. Um, it was the the Tecmo team put it together. Uh, it actually, so it, there was an arcade version of the game first, and then, but the game that I played was the NES version. Yep. Um, I'll tell you the first thing. It's an action-adventure, like, hack-and-slash game, but this game is so hard. Oh, yeah. Like, ridiculously hard. Almost too hard. I mean, if you want to play, like, a really cool game and get very upset and possibly break things (laughs) in your house, you Mm -hmm. know, that's Ninja Gaiden is the one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nintendo had a lot of those. Yeah, Um, they did. Yeah, Yeah, yeah,
2: I feel like Nintendo... Well, and the thing is, like, as... The franchise continued, it got harder. Like the third uh, installment in this series was deliberately made very, very difficult because they were trying to compete with video game rentals. Uh. So they wanted the game to be very difficult. So that way, whenever you rented the video game, took it home, you couldn't beat it, you had to rent it again. Um, So,
1: well, to me, that's kind of not true. For me, if it was so difficult that I hated it, I would never touch the game again.
2: Well, you're right. Maybe that was their idea. Maybe they because I believe that video game, uh, the video game industry hated rentals. So that could yeah. be it too. You yeah. might be right. They might have just been like, "Nope, if you're going to put my game out there for rent, you're, you're going to hate it." So, um, That's- so yeah, you might be right. I mean, I love the game. So it's got, it has this whole. Whenever I started doing research about it and, and replaying it, it's got this whole history to it about who you are and you know your father's an archaeologist and he's been kidnapped and you have to go find like these ancient ruins because if if these ancient ruins are put together it's going to bring about the end of the world and summon some demon something like that um yep never knew any of that nope. playing this game when i was a kid <laughs> I had, you know, like, all i i did all i knew was you're a really cool demon or demon <laughs> i wish Yeah, you're a really cool ninja who can, like, stick on walls and stuff, and I thought that was the coolest
1: thing Yeah, because sticking on the walls, I mean, there's been other games like this, Double Dragon, you know, the Mm -hmm. Ninja Turtle arcade game. A lot of games are very similar, but this game, I think, was above those because you can stick on those walls.
2: Well, and it wasn't just the walls, like the billboards that stuck out. That's what I yeah. thought was so cool. Yeah. Like you could jump on the street signs, and the billboards would stick out of the uh, the side of buildings. You can jump on those and everything, and it was it was just really cool. And actually, uh, whenever I was doing research, I found out. That, so the final boss fight with Gauntlet is actually a glitch. <laughs> so I'm not. I didn't do. I, I I need to go back and replay it and see what's going on here. But supposedly that whole uh boss battle is just a glitch that i guess they just left. Interesting. Yeah, so i need to go back into it and check that out, but yeah. uh, it's still uh, it's still a big series you you know, you talk to people about it and most video game uh lovers know what this game is, they have a history with it. And not just that, but the series is still kind of going. I think in 2014 they they released uh another well, I guess so. I guess to kind of go back, it's not the same series. So it's still uh, Ninja Gaiden, but the difference is that the newer uh, games that came out—I think they came out on the Xbox—they were prequels to the original mm. series. So um, I'm, I haven't played them, so I don't really know what this, what you know, what it is going on there as far as the storyline, if it's really good or not. I'm sure it is. Um, I'd like to go back and check them out. Now that I have an Xbox, I probably will get into it and, and check that out.
1: And when I was doing research on it, I I saw that according to G 4s X Play, this was the very first console game to have a story presented in cinematic cutscenes in the beginning.
0: I was just reading through an old Nintendo Power where they were praising it for the clear storyline that it tells, which is kind of funny in hindsight knowing yeah. how far games have come. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty well, cool. Well, that's
2: the thing, is that I think back then, I remember the cutscenes, because I remember it was really cool, like, the background would be moving, and then all of a sudden you'd, like, come flying up on the side of it. And But the thing is, whenever you're, like, an eight, nine-year-old kid and you're playing this game, you're not paying attention no. to that. You're, hit, you're hitting your buttons as, yeah. as fast as possible to get through the cutscene, because exactly. you want to play the game. Yeah, uh, right. Which I do regret, honestly. I hear people talk to me sometimes about the awesome storylines of video games, and luckily I'm at a point now to where I can go back and play most of them and see that storyline and actually, you know, play it and, and, and appreciate the game for what it is. But I mean, when you're eight, that's it's like whatever, dude. Yep, awesome, cool, yeah, sweet cutscene. But I do remember the cutscenes being really, really cool. It's just I had no idea what they were for. I was just like, oh, pretty color. Oh, to play game now. What's uh? What kind of do you guys have any uh, special memories of this? Did you guys play this whenever you were younger?
1: I did, of course, and I, it was a fun game. But like I said, I, I was probably just so aggravated. I never owned it. I remember. I do remember. I think no, I don't think we rented it. I think a friend of ours had it, and so we were mm-hmm. able to play it there. I just remember being super aggravated with it, and also, I, I, I want to live in a, in a in a city where people with boxing gloves are just walking around. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> That's well not just that, I feel like every video game that came ra- out around this time always had a Jason Voorhees like yeah. Eric. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And and then, all of
2: them. It. It's like who's I thought for sure when I was growing up, I was terrified to go into the cities because I thought for sure dudes <laughs> were just walking around in hockey masks. And then there's a guy he,
1: and then there's a guy who it's like a panther. He's like on all four legs, like he's like going like super fast like a dog, but it's like a guy crawling.
0: So, I know that guy. Yeah, so he lived
2: down the street. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's old Jim Nightmare Fuel. That's who that is. <laughs> oh, Jimmy Jimmy Nightmare Fuel. That's that's him.
0: JNF, we call him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't really. I, I'm not sure that I really played this game as a kid because I never had it, and I don't really know anyone who did. I was more into the Shinobi series oh, growing. Yeah. Up, but, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never, I've never played any of the Shinobi games. I've heard so many good things about it. But I was on the other side of things to where that was never around me. Right. The, the reason I, I got a lot of these NES games was because my dad's best friend had a son that was close to my age. We would just hang out and play all these video games. And I remember uh, this is one of the ones that he had that I loved playing because it's, it's a game – if you're, I guess if you're, if I was by myself, it'd be one thing, but having a friend with you to kind of cheer you on and yeah. then you want to be better than them. So when they're playing, you know, you want to get to that next level with them. It was a really cool cause it wasn't uh co-op. It was one player, but it was just really cool to be able to have that, you know, that friend there with you kind of pushing you and, and, and then you it's, it's almost competitive even though it's not. Um, it was just a really cool thing that I actually, I kind of miss in video games that, yeah. I like seeing the new games that are coming out, like Super Mario Maker and stuff like that, because I feel like that can kind of bring it back.
0: Yeah, I just wish I had friends locally that, you know, could sit there and encourage me on instead of me just sitting in my room silently playing to myself, you know?
2: Well, um, you know, uh, sad. That's just sad. Yeah, sad. good. <laughs> That's what I was yeah. going for. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you are a sad old man, Gary. I like to bring the mood down
0: every once in a while. <laughs> I get too happy. Well, and
2: nostalgic. I'll gear Bear the sadness,
0: <laughs> but no, I mean, uh, t- jumping back, like this game is so cool and, and, and the things that it introduces and, and does, and so ahead of its time, I feel like.
2: Well, that is what I have. Um, so let's jump uh, over on Captain Pap's uh, ship here. Talk about his game. <laughs>
1: well, when I was a little, little young'un. All right, so the game that I picked was Punch-Out! for the NES. Now, I'm not talking too much about the Mike Tyson's Punch-Out!, which was released October of 1987. I am talking about Punch-Out!, released August of 1990. Yes, I guess there is a difference. Not too much of a difference, honestly. But Punch-Out! was a game I remember. I never owned this game. I do remember we rented this game quite a bit in Reno when we were growing up. And honestly... I was never very good at this game. I really <laughs> wasn't. I didn't really realize that there was like certain cues that your opponents do to tell you when to hit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So as I was playing it just the other day, I was like, oh, okay, I'm getting this. That's cool. Um, I probably made it farther than I ever did, which is pretty awful because I only got like the third or fourth opponent. <laughs> um, It's a, it's just a fun pick-up game, which I'm all about nowadays. Games that you can pick up and put down in, in minutes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No story you got to worry about. I mean, there's a story and everything. You play as Little Mac and your trainer is uh, Stanley from The Office, which... <laughs> <laughs> that is so accurate. No, seriously. Go, everybody, go to Google right now. Type in Trainer from Punch-Out! and type in Stanley from The Office. They're the same people, honestly.
2: So, anyways... you know, it's you mentioned the thing about not knowing the punches. Uh, like that there were certain like moves for each uh, completely most racist video game ever character. Uh, about two years ago, I had a, a retro video game night, and a lot of my friends came over to play, and we played Punch-Out! And I'm going to give my dude a shout-out, because Jeff Denton almost beat that game in one what? sitting. No. Wow. Dude, it was incredible. It was like, because he mastered every single... Every single one of them. Like yeah. he knew when to dodge. He knew when to hit. He knew when they were going to get their stars. Like he knew everything yeah. about it. And just sitting back. And I think he would have beat it if there wasn't. He felt like he should share the game. But <laughs> we were like, dude, no. Beat this game. Like you've got it. But he was like, no, I'm, I'm going to go get some wings. So <laughs> uh, I'm going to do it again. And Jeff's beating it next time. So Jeff, even though you don't listen to this. Come back over. I miss you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure if you know all the signs, it's probably not that hard of a game. I was watching a speed run where someone played through it perfectly, and I'm just like, that requires way more brain power than I've got left. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, to go through some of the
1: characters we have um, in the minor circuit, which is labeled as easy, which even now, I don't think I made it past the third one. Um, We have Glass Joe. He was a fighter from France. Von Kaiser. He was an ex-military officer from Germany. <laughs> Lovely name there. Eighties, oh, <laughs> and then Piston Honda, Honda, which he was a boxer from Tokyo, Japan. He's the one that still slaughtered me even yesterday when I was playing. And I was like, dude, how do you avoid that like wind-up thing that he throws at you? I, I, I don't get it. But a- after that, of course, it he- gets in a normal difficulty, which I still can't get to. Um, you have a bullfighter you fight, and uh, the last opponent that you fight is Mr. Dream in this version, because it's supposed to be Mike Tyson. It's, it's pretty much a white face Mike Tyson <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's identical. All the moves are the same as Mike Tyson's move from the original game. They just put a white face, and they change the, the skin tone and named it Mr. Dream what's funny is Mike Tyson tweeted April 4th of 2019 he tweeted Mr. Dream everyone tell at Nintendo America who they really think of when they hear punch out
2: (laughs) (laughs) was there like um, before Mike Tyson wasn't another boxer going it was going to be based on him and he got arrested or something
1: yes there's something there's a story I forget what it was but I think you're right
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there was gonna be another boxer and then something happened to where Nintendo didn't really want their name associated with his. So then it was gonna be the Mike Tyson punch out. Yeah. And then for whatever reason they dropped that. They
1: again. lost the rights to it. And so then they okay. just redid it with uh Mr. Dream.
0: Yeah, I never really played this game at home. Uh the there was a Big Lots department store. Where I grew up, and they had the arcade cabinet for it. So I would always play that, and just like at home with you, you know, I just get beat time yeah. and time yeah. again. So, but it was still a fun game
1: to play. It's a pickup yeah. game, so it's not like you really invested too much time into playing true. the game.
0: That's true. Yeah.
2: No, and you're absolutely right. That's a great way of saying as a pickup game because I've got friends here lately. They're like, "Hey man, did you beat Red Dead? Or did you? You know, yeah. did you, are you playing Borderlands?" And I'm like. Yes, I'm playing Borderlands, but at the same time, most of the time, whenever I pick up to play a game, I'm going to play the Nintendo Switch, like yeah. classic games and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm gonna pick, or I'm going to hook up you know, my Super Nintendo and play something that I can just jump into, play for a half hour yep. and be done.
1: I like to unwind at night by just popping on the NES and playing Excitebike for five to ten minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something you don't feel obligated to. To beating something that doesn't really bring up your heart rate you can kind of get some rest playing and uh but speaking of of switch your fighter little mac is i I didn't even know this because i finally played the switch a couple days ago for the first time ever i was playing smash brothers and there's little mac right there in smash brothers as one of the characters you can play as yes that's pretty awesome
2: what do you think of the Switch? You like it?
1: I do. I'm, I'm going to get one hopefully soon because I think it's pretty awesome. I'm not very good at Smash Brothers. I used to be one of the best of my friends, but I have, I have not played a Smash Brothers game in about 17 years, I think.
0: Right. So That it's... was kind of me too. I played the original and then yeah. I didn't really touch the others. I had one of them and I barely played it, but this new one is fantastic.
2: I actually, the, the newer one is the only one I've ever even played. Really? I, played conference. I, I never, I just never got into it. I've also never played like Mario RPG. I haven't either. Which I hear really good things about, but um, I love my Switch. I think, you know, I obviously, the type of guy that I am, I try to get all the systems I possibly can, because yeah. I have, I like arguing with my wife. <laughs> um, and, but the Switch, I feel like is my go-to system at the moment. Um, I really like the Xbox. You know, if you have Game Pass and you can get all those uh, games, I like that. But the Switch, I mean, you know, you only pay like 30 bucks or something like that for the Switch online and you get a very decent back catalog of retro games. Yeah. I saw that my
1: friend who was visiting from Florida, he had one and I saw all the retro games. He's like, yeah, that those are free. If you have Mm -hmm. the online service and that you don't have to have, you don't have to be connected online to play mm-hmm. them you just have to download them when you're online and yeah. yeah that's pretty much what sold me on it because i'm not too keen on a lot of modern games i, I do like mario stuff so i can definitely right. i love mario kart to death i will that's probably the number one game i'm gonna get is mario kart because i'm good at it and probably next would probably be smash brothers because i want to get good at it <laughs> and i can just take this when i travel when i go to conventions i can fly and have it with me and pretty portable Mm. and you don't downgrade the quality of the video when you, when you take it along with you. Yeah.
0: The switch literally redefined the concept of pickup game because any game can pick up game with it. Exactly.
1: It's so true. And that's what I'm about nowadays. I I have three kids, a full-time job. I do a podcast. I have the website. I do interviews. I do two YouTube channels. I have zero downtime. I do all the cooking at home. I do all the grocery shopping at home. I have no time for anything. Then it's perfect for you. It is for the two minutes that I have. (laughs) Yeah. So I looked so I saw that GameSpot had a reader poll that ranked Punch Out the sixth best NES game of all time, which I think that's just insane, honestly. I mean it's a great game, but sixth best NES game of all time?
0: Yeah, that's high praise.
2: I don't I, I do think that it was just one of those games that People that normally don't play video games should play. It's like yeah. Tetris. Like there's people that jumped on. How I many people are playing like Candy Crush now? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like those, those people are. Oh, I don't play video games so yet. You'll spend seven days straight playing Candy Crush and let your children starve to death. Yeah. Right.
1: And I guess I guess when you look at it, I guess it is one of the games that you, I guess, instantly think of when you think of the NES. It's one of the poster games, I think. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. But I guess that brings us to... What was that, huh?
2: Five kicked me really hard.
1: (laughs) All right, here we go again. All right, (laughs) right, go ahead. Let's just start over.
2: From the very beginning.
1: (laughs) Hope you're ready because it's time for Video Game Rewind. All right, so I guess that brings us to our ending. And what game are we going to choose for our next episode? Does anybody know offhand right now? Does anyone is anybody want to go first?
2: Oh, yeah, I it every single time, uh, dibs on not going first. I,
1: I don't know. I still don't
0: know what I want to play. Gary, do you know? Uh, yeah, I will. Let's see. Next month, I want to talk about Tom and Jerry for the oh, NES. Okay. I don't think I don't think I've ever played that game, honestly. I
1: may have um, when I start playing in it, I may recognize it. Mm.
0: Okay, I think I know
1: what I want to play then. I'll go next. I don't remember the exact title, but Gary knows it. I'm going to play the the Bugs Bunny and Crazy Castle game. What's it, what's the name of it? Bugs Bunny and Crazy Castle. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I just picked that up a couple of days ago, the physical copy on the NES. I'm going to talk about that one.
0: Cool.
2: Okay. Cool. And I am actually going to play a game I've never played before. I've always wanted to play it. um And this is why I love this podcast is because it gives me an excuse to play games I've never played. I'm going to play Joe and Mac Two: Lost in the Tropics.
0: Nice. Nice. I'm not sure if I played that one either. I'm pretty sure I have, but I've played one of the Joe and Macs. I don't know if the second one was. All right.
1: So stay tuned for the next episode and. I guess that's gonna do for this episode and so blah. So I guess that's gonna do it for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I drew a blank. <laughs> Alright, we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're just gonna leave it like that.
1: Sure am. Here we go.